At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Morning, welcome in. It is a numbers game here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, filling in for Gil Alexander today. We've got a good show on tap for you. Will Hill, VSIN contributor, is going to be with us coming up in 30 minutes. We'll get his thoughts on what we just saw in the All Star game last night, but spinning it forward in Major League Baseball and some second half thoughts as we are entering. Is that the home stretch? I think we're. I think we consider this the home stretch yeah, of Major sure. League Baseball, right? Works for me. Yeah, home stretch. It just have to be less than a month. Whatever it is. We're, we're entering it, and we're going to talk about it. Mike Pritchard, VEASAN host as well at 8 p.m. Pacific time as we discuss the upcoming NFL season. Uh, we were talking about the – maybe we'll have more on this tomorrow, but the uh, the bombshell piece from Don Van Natta Jr. and ESPN on essentially the NFL being a, a big old rich boys club of dudes just backstabbing and blackmailing one another. Um, not really a big surprise, it- but – yeah, it's a lengthy story. I think I made it through about three quarters of it this morning, John, but I think you just summarized it about as well as I could in what I read. Yes, and I only made it through a little bit too. I will say the only reason I stopped reading it, I was actually really into it, is because I felt like, ah, we should probably do like some show work here at some <laughs> right, point. Exactly. So I absolutely loved it. Don't get me started on what else distracted me. Did you see the announcement, uh, a new food item at Burger King? Did you see this thing over in a different country? No, I did not. The real cheeseburger. It's literally just 20 slices of American cheese, no meat between two buns. No. Yeah, it's over in, I think it's uh, Burger King, Thailand. Yeah. So, so like a grilled cheese? Uh, it, it looks like it's just gratuitously stacked oh cheese in between two <laughs> slices of bread. All right, that's a good find. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know if I would be able to do that. My stomach would not be able to do it. Uh, but I was able to stomach last night a little bit of baseball. 3-2. National League gets a win over the American League. You know, I was thinking yesterday, kind of checking this out, and we were discussing this yesterday in terms of, like, the total, which was like, hey, look, some of these pitchers actually do, you know, give a crap about this because that's the only thing they really do. They go out there and pitch, and you don't want to go and serve up some meatballs and whatnot. And you saw some really good moments. Uh, Camilo Duvall going out there. Your guy, Sean, uh, striking out dudes at 101-102. It was a pretty solid game for the most part. Got some good defensive uh, highlights as well and some drama. But the National League ends the second longest drought in all-star game history snapped the AL's run of nine consecutive wins. That was the second longest streak in all-star game history uh, behind an 11 game burst by the national league from 1972 to 1982. So game goes under, uh, it kind of echoes what we were with, what the market said, right? It looks like the national league got some steam there and closed at about minus minus one thirteen. but game goes under. And of course uh, a near pick game is essentially uh, you need to come back and it's a three, two victory. Not much in terms of takeaways. It was entertaining. I will say this, the, the takeaway I always have in baseball, which they should do more of, and they do, I think, more on Sunday Night Baseball, Kelly, is the, the mic'd up players while they're playing 
is always a really interesting thing. You know, while they're at the plate, yep. while they're out in the field, you know, talking to them, doing things, hearing the Ugh! as they're like running and you hear like, like the, you know, the mic rubbing and you actually get interactions with them while they're playing. It's pretty cool to see them interact with one another. Uh, look, it's the all-star game, but I saw some people like, like a lot of people were going after Craig, like Craig Krim, uh, Kimbrell and like tweeting out think pieces on him. As I'm like, just like it's the All Star game. Like, let's, oh, man. <laughs> let's relax. I think uh, miking up players always helps any sport. Are you kidding? Yeah. Like we just don't get even when we hear even for us at work in media, like being in a press conference and talking to players and stuff. That is vastly different from what these guys are like actually while they're competing in their sport, even if it's an all star game. So um, I don't care if it's practice. I don't care if it, I mean, practice, think of hard knocks, right? I don't care if it's practice. I don't care if it's a game. Those inside looks into kind of how players really are while they're competing is extremely entertaining always. With the Rockies, so so the Rockies, it looks like, so uh, as we look at right now um, from yesterday, so Elias Diaz earns all-star game MVP uh, over there at T-Mobile. So he was actually a pretty long shot here, uh, Diaz was, to win this thing. But I have a bit of trivia for you, okay. Kelly. There's no way you're going to get this because I know you love baseball. Uh, <laughs> with the Rockies now getting an all-star game MVP, 26 of the 30 franchises have now had a player win all-star game MVP since the award was first handed out in 1962. Can you name one of the four teams still looking for an all-star game MVP? The Washington Nationals. No. I'll give the it Arizona two. Diamondbacks. Good. That's that one was, of that the... was coming from Sean. That was okay. Sean's first guess. Look, did you read I... or do you know? No, I don't. Yeah, I was gonna say he read. He's a reader. Every time we walk oh, okay. in here, every time we walk in here, read the paper. Yeah, he's reading. Uh, yes, the Diamondbacks are one of the four. Cardinals, Tigers, and White Sox are the other four. Cardinals, right? Wow. That's kind of surprising, okay. just yeah, given the you know the storied history of the mm-hmm. franchise. Yeah, so Cardinals, D-backs, Tigers, uh, the four teams that do not have an all-star game MVP since the award was first handed out back in 62. So that's it. We're waiting for the all-star, excuse me, the second half to begin, but the National League gets a big victory yesterday. With that, I wanted to transition over to the association only because uh, in the Summer League, which is a bettable event, we do have some interesting things going on as we are getting this race for these four playoff spots kind of cinched down, right? These teams are playing more and more. A big loss yesterday in the grand scheme of things if you had a bet futures-wise on any of these NBA Summer League teams because the Milwaukee Bucks, which were previously undefeated, uh, went to the Cox Pavilion and got smacked around by the Brooklyn Nets yesterday. Uh, and that was a very big deal because as you look at the standings right now, uh, this has cleared up a little bit of the, we'll call it noise at the top, but your Cleveland Cavaliers still sitting at 3-0, uh, still undefeated. And of course, with the best point differential right now, leading the way NBA standings wise in the summer league, Houston Rockets, you and I watched the first half of that game yesterday at the uh, that Thomas and Mac, yep. they were th- they're three and zero with a plus eight point seven differential. So those are your two teams at the top of the standings as it sits right now. You've got a bunch of teams that are two and zero, four of them: Indiana Pacers, Los Angeles Lakers, Utah Jazz, in that order because of point differential. And I wanted to bring this up too because it was very much worth uh, talking about that the Indiana Pacers have decided. I don't know if you saw this: Benedict Matherin, Andrew Nembhard, and Isaiah Jackson all done. 
all done for the rest of summer league. And this is something we brought up yesterday, right? Which is, Hey, look, some of these guys are going to start to get shut down at this point. We're talking about two games. That's good enough for them. And as you move forward in this thing, you're not going to want to risk a lot of these guys who are going into second years are going to play big roles. You see the standings there. If you're watching them right now, up at vcin.com or YouTube TV. So that's how we stand. And I only use the top 11 because first off, those are all the teams all the way through two and one. Also all the teams outside of the Milwaukee bucks that are two or one or better with a positive point differential. So that's the big deal. Cause point differential is one of the bigger tiebreakers. And I thought it was interesting, Kelly, you look at some of these teams in terms of the odds and where they're at and where the market, what the market's doing with them. For example, you know, the big gap between the nets and the spurs, both two to one, but the point differential is pretty different, but the spurs and bulls are 80 to 70 to one respectively, but the blazers who are two and one with a worse point differential than the other two are 18 to one. That's a pure reflection. I think of liability, but this is as it stands right now. And it wouldn't be surprising to see the Pacers without their two best players, three best players, start to maybe tumble in the last two games that they have here. So Pacers were a popular selection. Hate to see that guys like Matherin aren't going to play. And the other big picture is we watched yesterday. He reportedly only didn't play yesterday. But Chet Holmgren, I think there's a chance that he might not be playing the rest of the way. It was a back-to-back for them, so maybe that was the situation. But Holmgren might not be able to play going forward, too. I think that – I mean, I think that would make sense. At some point, I would yeah. shut him down. Um completely but the uh I, I mean hey man this is uh we talked about summer league betting and these uh like look the rockets <laughs> i got a tip of the cap to them because any team that i've been invested yeah. in so far in the summer league they've oh, knocked right. off you read up on oklahoma yeah, city yeah, right yeah. yeah i went in on oklahoma city yesterday and so yeah all three teams i've made bets on for the summer league rockets have taken down yeah that's um that Portland Trailblazers loss is going to stick with you for a while, considering the fact that, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, good. as long as you can during the summer league, at the very right, least, right. Uh, considering the fact that the uh, Portland Trailblazers, of course, could be undefeated had they just held onto the ball and maybe not attempted a lob with uh, nine seconds left to go with the ball in a two point lead. I mean, if they win that game, they're, they're probably the short shot in this market right now. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear that liability is right. really reflected in like a lot of these numbers. So I would say, yeah, I mean, yeah. they're probably up there with uh, the Cavaliers at the very least in terms of winning this thing. It's going to be like, again, there's going to be a lot of noise. The way that this thing's shaking out, we there are actually uh, we have a pretty big game. I got to double check today. I believe tonight is the night that the Lakers play. I could be wrong. I think that might be tomorrow. But regardless, you see some of the scores for today: Clippers and Grizzlies going at it. The early portion of the schedule today. Uh, Mavericks are going to be a big one as well. We'll focus on that really quickly. Mavericks a three and a half point favorite. Total of one eighty one and a half. Uh, the reason why that one's going to matter here is, of course, the Mavericks have a. Um, a MVP candidate on their roster. You can bet on these as well. Jaden Hardy, though, doing a brilliant job for the Dallas Mavericks. One of the top five choices to win summer league MVP. Mavericks are a three and a half point favorite with a total of 181 and a half there. Pistons at once thought to be a contender for the summer league championship. Four and a half point favorites over the Raptors with a total of 180 and a half. But this is, uh, look, these games, big picture later tonight, the two games uh, later, those are the ones that are really going to matter here. Nuggets and Jazz. Jazz are a three-and-a-half-point favorite with a total 184-and-a-half over the Nuggets. Again, Jazz still undefeated, looking to solidify their spot in the playoffs for the Summer League. They were 21-to-1 to win the Summer League before it started. That's the only futures ticket I would say that I have still alive. I guess the Trailblazers are still there. And the Lakers at three-and-a-half-point favorites with a total of 188-and-a-half. And that Thunder Pacers game, we'll see. Holmgren's going to be the interesting one because the Pacers, now that they don't have anybody, that's one of those information games where you talk about, hey, look, both of these teams are, for a summer league perspective, rated somewhat highly. How do you handle it from a betting perspective? There's a chance that we get a tweet in a few hours that Chet Holmgren is not going to play tonight. And all of a sudden, do you see the thing flip to the Indiana Pacers? The Thunder without Holmgren have not looked entirely impressive. We watched them yesterday. You know, Casey Wallace looked okay 
uh, for them. What I mean, it was high high volume, high low, volume, yeah, <laughs> high volume. Both low him efficiency. and Cam Whitmore, yeah. <laughs> we, we saw we me and you watched an entire half of uh, what it was those two and then Meyer, right? Yes, <laughs> that was it was just those three. Meyer, the entire yeah. time. Meyer, Meyer, Meyer. <laughs> got to stress that one. Uh, got to tell the PA guy that too. Actually, we got to talk about Cam Whitmore as well because after watching that game, I was inspired. And I went out and looked at some numbers, and we hit this uh, on the Harvard Handicappers podcast a little bit. Uh, but after watching yesterday, dude, I, you and I were discussing it. I don't really understand what happened in terms of the fall for one Cam Whitmore, but he looks like a dude out there at the Summer League. Like, he looks like he's clearly the best player on the floor among Summer League players. And while on the surface it might not mean much, it does mean, I think, that the Rockets got a guy. And, of course, a stud that at one point was projected to be a top five pick in the NBA draft. All right, we'll come back. We have plenty more to get to. NBA Board of Governors approved two rule changes that we can discuss as well. And coming up in 15 minutes, Will Hill is going to join us as we take a look at the second half of Major League Baseball's regular season. It's here on a numbers game. John Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. A reminder for all of you to download the premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. It, of course, has all of your favorite in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and choices. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip of the state. You should I eat? Open an account, start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. Got to be 21 and in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem 1-800-522-4700. Just a quick mention that the NBA's Board of Governors did approve two rule changes. Kelly, uh, they're going to go into effect next season. A second coach's challenge if the first one is successful, which I kind of like. Um, I love that. It always seems stupid that you could challenge, you would challenge someone before and lose a timeout no matter what. You know what I found uh, was pretty interesting was there's actually a contingent of NBA folks and media members that are anti-challenge overall which I thought was pretty fascinating because I think it's part of a game. Like, you know what I mean? You yeah, want that I mean, weapon? I don't know. I, I, I get, I get, I, I guess I get people still adjusting to like the new world, but yes, it is. It, it's the, it makes a game longer, right? Yeah. Which I can't deny that. So I, I don't know. Well, I, I guess I understand it, but I still prefer. I've it. always been of the mindset that you sh- like the officials should have a time limit for how long they can review it. Yeah. And if you cannot come to a conclusion by the time limit, clearly, 
right? You can't see something, so it should stand. That's always been my thing, so maybe one day we'll get that. But if you're sitting there, like, rewinding and going back and rewinding and going back, like, at some point you're going to trick your mind into thinking that you see what you're trying to look right. for. So, no, I, no, I think that's a good point. I like that. So that's one of them. Uh, and the second challenge, if the first one is successful. And uh, in-game flopping penalties will be called. That was something in the summer league that they're trying out. I actually haven't seen anything personally in terms of it being called. So we'll see how much that affects. I'm somewhat anti this rule only because it just gives them another subjective call to make. It better be like 100% that's a flop. And you better have some strict parameters on what it's going to be because that could be somewhat dangerous in yeah. terms of a subjective call like that. Yeah, absolutely. You you and I hit on that on the pod a while back, right? On Hardwood yeah. Handicappers. You and I talked about this when we were talking about bringing in that rule. And that's the... I think that's a little bit of what I read, but man, I'm with you. It better it better be an egregious flop for, to make that call, because otherwise, like like you just said, we don't need any more subjective calls in NBA referees' hands. And you just added one to it. Okay, let's do this. Yesterday we got it was big day uh, in the NBA in betting circles because uh, DraftKings did hang up win totals for the NBA. So I know Gil likes to do this every single week when it comes to NFL lines. So I decided uh, let's do a game. Let's guess the win totals for these teams. Uh, we're not going to do every single one of them. There's 30 teams. We have to burn a whole show doing something like this. Uh, but we will start with the, what are we doing? Atlantic, Atlantic division here? division is what we're starting with. Okay, yep, so yep, this is going to yep. be pretty fascinating. Uh, for those who don't remember, because the divisions have pretty, pretty much ruled useless at this point, yeah. uh, the Celtics, 76ers, Knicks, Nets, and Raptors are in the Atlantic division. So, all right, let's That's do this. Right. We have music? No, no, we don't have music. JVT is going to be guessing the win totals, though, for these. Yeah, music would have been a good idea. Uh, <laughs> all right, Celtics, what you got? All right, so the Celtics are obviously the highest-rated team in the East. They got a little worse. I will say win total of 51 and a half. 53 and a half. Okay, all right, a little bit higher. 53 and a half. Um, okay, 76ers off the board. Uh- <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, and some, of these, some of these are off the board. Obviously, there are lots of trades to be made and or not made. James Harden and Damian Lillard, both linked to the Philadelphia 76ers. So those are some power rating shifting players, if you will. So, yeah. Did I count up five teams off the board yesterday? 25 yeah, of the 30 are posted. That's what we were texting about. And also, too, I mean, there's a, there's a universe in which the 76ers are sitting there when everything's done without James Harden and without Damian Lillard. And Joe Olympia's looking around like, screw this. Oh, and then, totally. Uh, and then <laughs> that'll be absolute chaos. All right, so no 76ers win total on the board. Speaking of teams uh, going after Joel Embiid aggressively, the New York Knicks. All right, so they won 47 games last year. Their win total is going to be in the 40s. I will say the Knicks win total is 44 and a half. Ooh, dang close, my friend. Yeah. 43 and a half. Okay. 43 right. and right. a half. Uh, Brooklyn Nets also off the board. So that leaves us with well, one more team in the Am division. I wrong? What am I missing there? Just be, just because they've got so many assets, so they're a team that could be in play. I, I guess. guess. I know Mikhail Bridges and Damian Lillard have been tied together, but every bit of information has said that the like both teams at one point wanted the other star in their own uniform. So right. it's not really going to work, and they're not going to try. Anyway, all right. So no Brooklyn Nets win total. Got it. All right. Yeah, no Brooklyn Nets. So that leaves the Toronto Raptors. All right. So this one's going to be pretty. This one should be in the 30s. Uh, 41 and 41 last year. No Fred Van Vliet. Pascal Siakam could be gone. I will say the win total should be 38 and a half. 
Ding, 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 really? ding, Really? I nailed it? You nice. nailed it right All on right. the number. Right on the number. Way just to like go, Gil, Just like Gil, I'll say, I promise. They didn't look at these. <laughs> I swear. Um, you can kind of get a sense of where they're going to be at, too. So, all right, 38 and a half for the Toronto Raptors. You see uh, not only the division odds, uh, which are up there, but the win total. So, we're pretty much getting full betting boards now, and it's July 12th. All of these teams are pretty much set in terms of their personnel, so you can get a really good read on this. Uh, the Raptors are fascinating only because, like, they're a candidate, Kelly, once these start to come out, if you so choose. They're a candidate to look at some alternate unders because mm-hmm. it, it, it is picking up steam that Pascal Siakam could be on his way out. He's on an expiring deal. The Raptors really have to look at themselves in the eye and say, where are we going in terms of our direction? We do have a young piece in Scotty Barnes. You can argue with OG Ananobi as well that they would keep those two together and want to kind of build as they move forward. But Siakam's a little bit older, and on that last year of a deal – it would make a lot of sense at the very least at the trade deadline to take some offers for Siakam. And there's some interest. Did you know? How about this? Did you know that Trey Young followed Pascal Siakam on Instagram? Oh, yep. watch out. Yep. That's basically reporting these days. Pretty much. Um, the Yeah, I, I think with this team moving forward, there is a chance. I see like the OG stuff's interesting to me because you just went through like basically a whole year of trade rumors of you talking about moving this guy. Right. And I feel like that's always an awkward situation then to be like, yeah, never mind. We're going to bring you back into the fold. We'll help build around you. So I don't really know if I think he's still going to be around. This feels like a, it feels like we're headed towards a Scotty Barnes hurdle rebuild around kind of those two, I guess. Um, yeah, I'm with you. I, I think this could be an alternate under lookout for those when the alts come out. Um, or even just jump on and under now. Because, yeah, I, I mean, Pascal Siakam, I, I think he could be gone at any day here. Got to tell you, 53 and a half seems pretty high for Boston. Just get like, given- I don't disagree because this division is not going to be bad. Like, right. I mean, what the Raptors and Nets, even if the Raptors ship away some of these pieces, the Raptors and Nets are still going to be feisty. Yes. Like, I think the Nets are going to be much better this year. Then obviously we know what the Knicks are going to be. And the Philadelphia 76ers, they, they could just come back as constructed, right? And be the same team they were last year. But in the East overall, like I'm a really big fan of what Cleveland did in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be better. We know what the Bucks are going to be, whether or not they're going to contend for a title. They're going to be very good. Like overall, and just given the fact that they got, I would argue they got a little worse. Don't, wouldn't you? Like in terms of their overall depth, their bench took a hit. With some of the trades and the the deals that they made, I don't really think it's as deep as it was last year. Obviously, Marcus Ooh. Smart's out there. The Celtics. Celtics. Okay. Yeah. So, like, I'm just kind of building the case at 53 and a half seems somewhat high. I get they're the highest rated team in the East, but like, I don't know. I just I'm not saying they're going to win like 40 games, but I like when I when I threw out 51 and a half, like that's what I thought it was going to be. 53 and a half seems somewhat high. I, I agree. It seems a, it seems a tick high just because the East is still just so good. Right. I, I, that that would be my biggest. My biggest thing there, I the Celtics. I'm very interested to see this year because you're right. It's a team that has had. They're one of the few teams in the NBA that when you and I have talked about them, we're talking about a team that only not only has that star power up front, but is backed up by quality depth. You're right. You moved away multiple pieces, bringing one back, one big one in return. I do think the Porzingis. Like, this is the chance for Porzingis' entire NBA career to be resurrected. Like, I really think it could work out really well there with what, what they have. Between, between what he can do offensively and defensively, I think it could add 
another dimension to this team that we haven't seen before with already a team that brings a lot to the table. But undeniably, they got thinner in the roster, in the depth. So I'm really interested to see what they do. But I'm actually, I'm actually pretty high on them heading into next season. Also, I mean, I would say just from a regular season standpoint too, but like – you know, Kristaps Porzingis and others, uh, you know, Malcolm Brogdon. There's some guys who are expected yeah. to play big roles who have a history of missing time throughout the regular season. And that's going to be something to monitor, too, because once Malcolm Brogdon and or Kristaps Porzingis goes down, all of a sudden you're looking around, you're like, ooh, well, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, our, our depth really isn't what it used to be. So now all of a sudden you're asking some replacement-level guys to step into bigger roles for the Celtics as you move forward in the regular season if some of those guys start to go down. All right, cool. So I think a relatively decent job with guessing some of the win totals. We'll have the Southeast Division coming up in the second hour as well. And speaking of the Southeast Division, Brad Rowland, who covers the Atlanta Hawks, uh, we're going to play a conversation with him that we had out at the Summer League yesterday uh, about just what the Hawks are looking forward to because, one, they're a fascinating team. I know Kelly and I, the closet Hawk stands, if you will, mm-hmm. about that roster, about that head coach and that coaching staff. And as well as the rumors, I mean, not only Pascal Siakam stuff, but remember for a while, all of a sudden, once the season ended, it was like, hey, Trey Young, watch out. Lakers are going to go after him. People could trade for him. And it's like, where did that come from? <laughs> I have no idea. What yeah. the hell was with that? I mean, my favorite of the reports that are like, the Lakers have had internal conversations about trading for Trey Young. Like, that means nothing. Of course. Right, yeah. And the Hawks probably <laughs> hung up the phone if they actually called, which, by the way, that was never reported. All right, we'll come back. Will Hill, VEASAN contributor, is going to be with us. We'll talk about what we have going forward in the MLB season. And coming up in about 15, 20 minutes, Kelly's Scottish Open Preview. You don't want to miss that. Numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football season's around the corner, and here at VSIN, we have our NFL betting guide already ready. Our NFL betting guide is going to help you get ahead of the upcoming NFL season with in depth profiles of every team, including advanced stats, proven betting systems, and proprietary betting trends, plus best bets from the crew on season win totals, futures, and props. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today for as low as 19 bucks. Get our newly released NFL betting guide. Or take advantage of our summer kickoff special. Get access to everything we do. For our uh, through the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks. Sign up now at vcin.com slash subscribe. Struggling. It's early in the morning. I couldn't th- think of the term ambush about like three minutes ago. I had to ask <laughs> Kelly what that meant. Uh, what was my question? What's the one word term for sneak, sneak attack? attack. <laughs> and then Sean responded with covert operation. And I was like, that's, <laughs> that's not exactly what not we're one word. <laughs> All right, let's uh, welcome in Will Hill, VSIN contributor. The reason why I was asking about the one word term for sneak attack is because I'm going to ambush Will Hill, who I just heard. I had no idea. Are you a Lakers fan? What is this that I'm hearing oh, about? Oh yeah, yes. I thought you. Knew. I mean, we've we. I think we've discussed this. I thought we've discussed. I can't this. remember yeah. anything. Dating back to Vladi Divac, early '90s. So yeah, I'm. Uh, I loved Magic. That was my first memory of basketball. So I am a Laker fan. Once you start betting seriously, the the fandom does take a little bit of a backseat. It's not like when you're a kid when you just live and die with every win for your team, and uh, that's one of the unfortunate parts of betting. I do miss like the, the just the pure fandom of it. But yeah, I've always been a Laker fan. So. I got thrown off because you do it seems live and die by every pitch in a Yankees game. So I, I figure there was all like New York and everything like that. No, I, I'm not like that anymore with the Yankees. I'm just bitter because 
Uh, I, I just look I, the, the owner. They make so much money. They bring in five, six hundred million dollars in revenue, and they're yep. just so beholden to the luxury tax. And the fans defend the owners like, oh, we can't afford this guy, we can't afford that guy. It's a little Stockholm syndrome. It's like you bring in six hundred million dollars of revenue a year, you can't afford twenty-eight million dollars a year on Bryce Harper. Like, give me a break. It's crazy. All right, one last New York thing, or maybe there's more because we're going to talk about baseball. Uh, but it sounds like it is the New York Jets officially for hard knocks. Thoughts as you hear yes. this news. That'll be fun. I mean, I got some futures on them. I don't love it from like a betting standpoint. I, I don't think it helps any. If anything, it's a distraction at best. It's neutral. I don't know that it affects anything uh, like negatively, but it, I don't know how it could be a positive, but I'm excited. It should be fun from an entertainment standpoint. I mean, that's the team. That's probably the best ever hard knocks. I don't know if you remember the one that's got to be what 12 years ago now with Rex Ryan, all those personalities, the characters, it was a lot of fun. So that's the team. Look, there's going to be a spotlight on them. Um, you know, with Rogers, they haven't been good in a while. Uh, this is going to be fun. I think they're going to be good. I mean, I think they're going to be really good. You give Rodgers a defense, you give them weapons. They were second in the league last year in points allowed per game, first uh, in yards per game allowed on defense. So uh, that was the team that was, look, they were seven and four, and, and Barrios drops the ball in the end zone, would have made them eight and four in Minnesota. And they did that with maybe the worst quarterback play in the entire league. Now you're going to bring in Rodgers. Okay, he's not peak Rodgers, but he's still a hell of a player. So uh, I think this is going to be a good team, and I'm excited for hard knocks. Ooh, I, li I lied, actually. One last NFL-related viewing question. I'll bring Kelly in on this. Yes, no for both of you because it's a yes for me. Are we watching quarterback on Netflix, which started today? Hell yes. I, yeah. will, I will watch it, yes. Okay, all right. I can't wait. They could have picked somebody better than Marcus Mariota. That was kind of an odd third choice. But I guess they needed every perspective, like <laughs> yeah. insanely good quarterback, average quarterback, and dude who's not going to be, you know, a, a starter next season. So I can't wait to Cousins, watch it. Cousins isn't the most exciting guy either. Just like I, I don't know that he's, you know, got a ton of personality or whatever, but it, it should be fun to watch. He, I think he's the perfect middleman, though. You know what I mean? Yes. Like there's there's Patrick Mahomes, there's middleman, and then there's Marcus Mariota. All right, with that, uh, let's get to some baseball. Uh, all right, let's look ahead in a second. Now, unless you had some, you know, I was mentioning to Kelly, I was making fun of some people on Twitter who were tweeting out like think pieces on baseball players during the all-star game like we don't really need to overanalyze what's happening in the all-star game let's move ahead to the second half I'll, I'll ask this open-ended go wherever you want what what team specifically are you looking at in the second half will whether it be um looking to make or miss the playoffs whether it be hey this team went in on a little bit of slide i.e the texas rangers and maybe that continues what team specifically is at the top of your list to watch positive and negative as you head into the second half uh, Texas would worry me. Arizona and Texas to me are in the same boat where they're both fun. They're both young, exciting. You know, they're, they're good for baseball in terms of like, we got some new blood here. They're athletic. They play the game with, with a lot of uh, enthusiasm, but I worry about both of their pitching staffs going forward. I, I feel like the fact that Texas hasn't put Houston away mm -hmm. with how poorly Houston's played and, and the fact that like they played right before the all-star break Houston won three out of four. I just feel like Houston's going to hunt them down. Houston has the experience. And look, it, look, some of the numbers are good for these pitchers, but look, I, I've watched baseball long enough to know like the starting pitching staff of John Gray and Dane Dunning and Andrew Heaney for Texas. I just don't think that's enough. So I worry about Texas and I put Arizona really in that same boat outside of gallon. I mean, the Ryan Nelson's of the world, uh, you know, Zach Davies are throwing him out there every five days. I just, you're going to trade for a pitcher at some point, but can you, uh, hold the tide here long enough to get a pitcher to get Merrill Kelly back. I, I worry about both of their pitching staff. There is a win total. There's a couple win totals that are interesting. One that really makes no sense to me. And there's great value in these win totals. MLB and NBA. A couple NBA I really like. I don't know if you want to get into those, but sure. the MLB one. Royals under 53 and a half wins. They have 26 wins through 91 games. 
in order to go over, they need to get 28 wins in the final 71 games. Mm. I mean, how is this team going to pick up the pace and just completely outperform their first half ish uh, in terms of performance? I don't see it. I love the Royals under 53 and a half wins. I don't think there's any chance they get to 54. All right. I like it. Yeah. Right now, Royals 26 and 65 as we head into uh, the not good. No, not good at all. And there, so they're one of, we were talking about this. There's a few teams obviously with 50 wins uh, or more. One of the, one of the thing, the, I feel like maybe we're still holding on to some hope that this team is going to become some iteration of the team that we expected. St. Louis Cardinals are 38 and 52. Uh, their win total right now, I think for the adjusted win total is looking at is about 75 and a half. Seems somewhat high for me for St. Louis, just given the way that the inconsistencies that we've seen from the Cardinals throughout this first half. Plus, they're 14 games under. I mean, they could trade Arenado. I think they will probably oh. trade Goldschmidt, maybe Montgomery. I mean, who knows? Once the fire sale starts, I don't know if these numbers properly build in the trades. It's hard to properly build in the trades because you don't know who they're trading, if they're trading. But uh, that that's definitely a team I think would be sellers. So, yeah, that's a good one. I might add the Cardinals here. That's a good point. And, uh, all these bad teams, you're going to – not that they have a lot to sell, but without a lot of teams out of the mix, there's yep. going to be high demand for these, uh, th- these teams – players that are out of the mix. So the white Sox, maybe you look at it under them. They're probably going to sell off some of these pitchers uh, and same with the Cardinals, same with the Royals, same with uh, a lot of these bad teams. But to me, the Royals was just a bad number. And I think the Cardinals, you're probably under something there too. When you're talking about the, the two teams that you opened up with discussing, as you look ahead uh, to the second half, the Texas Rangers, but specifically the Arizona Diamondbacks, two and a half game lead, uh, two and a half games up for that second wild card. And the national league wild card picture is kind of a mess, right? You have the two games or two teams that are half game out. That'll be Philadelphia, Milwaukee. Then there's that gap Padres are six back Cubs are six and a half in the Mets. It seems like it would be pretty hard for a team like Arizona to fall out of the playoff picture entirely, but they are minus 170, 75 to make the playoffs. Do you think the regression is hard enough that that's worth looking at the no for them to make the playoffs? Or is this picture just so uh, tight in terms of the probability of them make it in? They still have a pretty good shot to get in here because there's not many teams vying for one of those wild card spots. I'd be worried about them missing, but I would just need a little more with that right. much of a cushion. I would need a little more bang for my buck to tie up my money. I mean, we're only talking a few months now. We're getting towards the end of the season ish, but I would need a little bit more, but uh, you know, if you, if you like to fade Arizona, maybe just play the under 87 and a half adjusted win total. All right. You mentioned it. Uh, we were playing guess the win total earlier for one of the divisions in the NBA. I haven't looked at actually in them at all, except for the Atlantic division, which we just looked at. So whatever you hit me with is going to be a surprise to me. And we'll have to take it off the list for tomorrow. Uh, all right. Hit us with it. Do you, the NBA win totals got posted yesterday at DraftKings. What stuck out to you? Wizards under 25 and a half at even money. How is this team getting to 26 wins? They're going to tank. There's not that many tanking teams, even the bad teams like the Pistons, the Hornets. I think there's some impetus to start winning games. Look, you can't tank forever. There's no web and Yama to tank for. So uh, leave it to Washington to tank the year after web and Yama. They should have tanked years ago. They should have just completely torn it down for a, a while ago. But to me, that team is not getting to 26 wins. I was expecting something in the low twenties to me, 25 and a half. That's an under. Raptors 37 and a half wins. I think they're going to trade off pieces to me. They're too smart to uh, just stay in the middle here. You got to get, just pick a lane here and they're not good enough to compete. So I I would think Siakam is available. I would think Ananobi either before the season, during the season. So to me, look, they won 41 wins. They won 41 games last year, trying to win. I don't know uh, what direction they're going. I would look at an under there. And this is not a play for me. This is disappointing because I was looking at the over for our Oklahoma city thunder. I was expecting, yeah. a, I was hoping a lower number. I believe it is 42 and a half and with how good the West is. Like I, I wouldn't play under, but I was hoping a little lower to play over. So those are the three ones that, that stuck out to me. The, the, uh, the thunder are kind of the opposite of Toronto in that they have so many assets. Will 
that they are one that could at like, you know, 20 games in go, you know what, let's, let's speed this thing up. Let's trade off some stuff and let's go, let's go get Pascal Siakam. Let's go get one of these guys. that's going to help us out. So I think that's going to have to consolidate at some point. I mean, you can't just sit there. You got 19,000 draft picks and you got a bunch of good young players. It's interesting who they're going to pay, who they're going to trade for. It's really, they got to pick a direction at some point or just consolidate. Yes. And I think that's probably why you're maybe making the case for them to go over, but overall the point stands, the the West is going to be really hard. And I like that team a lot, but 42 and a half and betting that thing over is going to be uh so difficult. I, I had the same reaction Will did yesterday. I was it was the first team I went to go look at their number. I'm like, shucks, 42 and a half. Dang it. No, they priced it properly. It's just unfortunate. They're gonna hit us with something else. Uh, all right, Will. Me good too. to <laughs> good to talk to you, bud. Appreciate it as always. All right, appreciate it, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh Gold Boys Discord, check it out. Twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network at one o'clock Eastern today. Gotta get my little plug in. Appreciate there you it. go. I didn't know you had something to plug. So yes, good. Thank you very much. Not the Will Hill up on Twitter and make sure you check that out. Uh, I sound old. Discord, uh, you know, I've gotten up there a couple of times. I gotta get into it a little bit. Yeah, more. I've gotten on there a couple times. I yeah. believe Will's also on decent prime time tonight. So Ooh, look at there. that. Huh? How about that? Am I? No, you're not. Okay, you're only yeah. here this week. All right, cool. I like it. <laughs> we'll take our break. When we come back, we have plenty left to get to. Don't go anywhere. The Scottish Open preview that you've all been waiting for coming from Kelly Bidlin next. I don't even need to be here. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Turn a loss into a win with BetMGM, official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Place the same game parlay wager with at least four legs on any MLB game. And if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in bonus bets up to $25. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms. Got to be 21 new and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days from issuance. U.S. promotional offers not available in Kansas, Mississippi, D.C., Nevada, New York, or Ontario. If you have a gambling problem, 1-800-GAMBLER in most states in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. This offer is not valid to Puerto Rico residents. Last 10 minutes of the first hour here on a numbers game. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel filling in for Gil Alexander. Scottish Open coming up here. So what's the uh, what's the time difference? So today is what? Today's Wednesday, isn't it? Today is Wednesday. So when the uh, time difference wise, when is this thing getting started? Oh, it gets started later tonight. Later tonight, time. right? Yes, okay. All right. Time. Yeah. You're going to see first uh, first tee times about 11 
I think it's about 11 p.m. Pacific time. So, yeah, 2 a.m. Eastern time. And, uh, yeah, way early in the morning over in Scotland. So, yeah, Scottish Open. Uh, this is basically your – this has become a much bigger event the past couple of years. Sure. This is uh, – the money that's behind it is large, JVT. There's been a – this was a massive project to redo this course about 10 years ago. Um, so, there has been bigger and bigger names playing in this really ever since the pandemic. Um, and this is a tune-up event for the Open Championship, which goes on next week. <laughs> Start that next week. So, a bunch of guys go over for the PGA Tour – Head over to Scotland, start their prep work basically for the Open this week. And uh, this is just a one-off, but it's yeah. uh, something I'll always remember. Um, not an indicator of what's going to happen the next week because didn't Colin Morikawa absolutely like was terrible in this thing before he won the British Open that year, if yeah, I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, Xander Shoffley win this yeah. last year. So, yeah, yeah, not, not exactly an indicator, and that's it's actually a good lead-in, uh, JVT, because this is what you're going to see – uh, you know, usually in open championships are traditional link style courses. This course at the Renaissance Club had, had to nail that. It's not the Renaissance Club. It's the Renaissance Club because it's fancy, it's golf, and we're in Scotland. So it's the Renaissance Club. Uh, but this okay. is a mix of kind of a normal Parkland course of what you would see very often on the PGA Tour and a link style course. Not a true link style course. You're only going to see about four holes that, that ride along the ocean that are going to be heavily, heavily affected by those ocean winds. Um, greens are going to look very much like a link style course. Not a lot of bunkers in front of uh, the greens. You're going to see a lot of those traditional pot, pot style bunkers. Love them. Um, and the big, big green styles, so big green complexes that they're going to have to play. So when you get up there, it's going to feel a little bit more like a traditional link style course. Off the tee, though, you're still going to see, you're seeing about 30-yard average wide fairways here. Um, that's pretty traditional, and you see some long, some long rough outside of it, which is more of a traditional Parkland golf course that you're going to often see on the PGA Tour. There are two events going on this week. There is the, the Scottish Open and there's the Barbersall Championship. Both events, how they're doing this now, is both events count for the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour. So they're splitting that up. What you're going to see at the Scottish Open this week is literally half the field is PGA Tour players. The other half is DP World Tour players. So if you do any kind of statistical modeling like myself do, Matt Brown do, Wes Reynolds do, by the way, new long shots up now. If you wanted to catch out the full uh, catch the full pod, Matt and I recorded that late last night. Um, what we do is a lot of statistical modeling. A lot of that is PGA Tour specific stats, uh, JVT. So a lot of that stuff is you got to keep that in mind when you're looking at the field. And if you're breaking down, looking at stats and breaking down some of your own models this week, keep in mind that half this field is probably not going to be represented in your stat model. Mm -hmm. So uh, just hitting the top of the odds board quick, Scotty Scheffler is your favorite, plus 650. Rory McIlroy, 10 to 1. Patrick Cantlay, 14 to 1. Xander Shoffley, Tyrrell Hatton now down to 16 to 1. He has been bet heavily. Uh might be on my card here in a second. Victor <laughs> Hovland, 18. Ricky Fowler, 18 to 1. He's down back down into the teens. Then you go Tommy Fleetwood, 22 to 1. Everybody else, 25 to 1 or longer here. Um, this is it, the way that I w went about attacking this is distance is going to be really important here. I'm looking for guys that are far off the tee and can hit quality long iron shots. This is a tournament that over the past four years, when it's really been em emphasized here more, the weather conditions are the biggest defense for this golf course like we often see uh, in open championships. The, wet, the wind and the rain are going to make this tournament. When it hasn't been rainy and it hasn't been super windy, like in 2019 and 2021, the field shot almost two strokes under par. 
Last year and in 2020, when it was windy and rainy, the the field shot uh, the field shot about a one shot over par. So that yeah. keep in mind, there might be some props out there that you could see for finals uh, final winning score and stuff like that that you could play based of off of that information. The one thing I'll tell you right now is it's Scotland and the weather is changing often because I thought there was going to be a certain wave advantage that doesn't look to be taking place as much now. Um, and actually, I'll get right into that weather right now. What it looked like last night when I was uh, or yesterday when I was really handicapping the event. Looked like there would be a PM AM wave advantage uh, for the guys going off out there, but tomorrow's just starting to look like a mess all over the place uh, for, for basically the entire day of these guys golfing. It really? Might, yeah, we're we're gonna see about sustained 15 mile an hour winds gusts up into the 20 we, 20s we talk about that all the time with the nfl we usually don't start worrying about right. nfl until you hit about 15 golf it's usually about 10 so that wind's going to affect it, what's going on there it's going to be rainy as well later in the day looks like the calmest conditions we're going to have all week as of right now is early friday morning but if you're worried about round if you worry about those wave bets or round one uh, leader uh, first round leader or anything like that Tomorrow, right now, the whole day is pretty much looking like a mess, but I would check back in before the play actually begins here tonight. Um, so I really emphasize distance in this. Uh, around the green play is going to come in come in handy if these, if these conditions really do get ugly. It's going to be tough to keep balls on the green. And you're looking for guys that are quality putters. These are going to be slower greens than what you normally see on the PGA Tour. These are pure fescue, red fescue greens that you're going to see, often what you're going to see in some of the open championships as well. Um, um, so those are a lot of things I really emphasized as far as bets, what I ended up landing on outright wise, Victor Hovland, Tyrrell Hatton, Adam Scott, and Gary Woodland, uh, Victor Hovland, not a guy that I was expecting to play this week. Um, I do think that there is, we've seen him play well in some opens JVT and a lot, a lot of the problems that he usually has is his short game. It's his putting and his chipping. When you're playing on these slower greens, it helps neutralize the putting differentials a little bit, so it should help him out, as well as his chipping doesn't get tested as much when you have these uh, shaved down grass around the green that he can take a putter out and putt up uh, uh, up onto the green with. So, um, did play him. Recent results for him, T29 at the Travelers, 19th at the U.S. Open. Uh, T5 at the Memorial, T16 at the Charles Schwab Challenge, and T2 at the PGA. So he's been playing well, 20-1, to 1, uh, going outright on him. Did not play finishing position market. With the weather, I'm dialing back on finishing position markets this week. Ma- tournament matchups, as you see on the screen right now, I only have one, but that's not out of design. But like, look, we can only bet with the matchups that are posted. There wasn't many attractive matchups right. out there to me f- to really bet. Uh, Tyrrell Hatton, my next outright 20-1, to 1, did play him in the top 20 market as well. Seemingly everybody on the world uh, in the world is on Tyrrell Hatton this week. I don't really care. We'll all win or we'll all lose. Hatton's a guy I've been betting a lot here the past few months. Um, recent results-wise, it's hard to argue with T27 at the U.S. Open, T3 at the Canadian Open, T12 Memorial, T15 PGA, T5 Byron Nelson, T3 Wells Fargo. Stat-wise, I think he's probably the best fit for this course uh, of everything that's going to be tested on him. Adam Scott, Gary Woodland, really more of just numbers plays for me. Um, Scott and Woodland both kind of popping in my models. Woodland, we know, has been, if you've been following him at all this year, he's great off the tee, he's great on approach, his short game's an absolute disaster. I'm hoping that the conditions and the greens 
will help him out like they'll help out Gary, uh, help out Victor Hovland as well. So those are all my outrights. And then top 20, Tommy Fleetwood, I am high on this week. That's reflected in the odds. I'm only going on a top 20 with him, though. This is a still, still a really talented field. I don't know if he's going to be able to come out of there with an outright win, but I think a top 20 bet at about even money is still good. Justin Rose is a guy who I've been betting a lot here the past couple months, too. I think this is a good spot for him uh, as well. Top 20 on him at plus 185. And then Justin over Justin in my one tournament matchup, Rose over Justin Thomas, who has been struggling mightily lately to say the least looked really uncomfortable at Wimbledon yes he did <laughs> see a shot of him in the three-piece suit I love that you just said that because when I when I, I haven't talked about that with anybody yet but oh my gosh yeah get a uh like loosen up the button man I know you're at Wimbledon or something but he looked like he was suffocating yeah he looked like he hated it like absolutely hated <laughs> it all right well you pretty much answered every single question I had I was gonna ask too if uh if the weather clears up I was looking at a course map these look like some pretty straight shots mm-hmm. so like if there's not gonna be any wind this looks like it could be a course where you can see some pretty low scores if it's going to clear up. Right? Definitely. And that's what we've seen in the past. So there's, you know, like there's, you know, Westgate always hangs a, fi- a final score that's prop. What I was for, yeah. Yep. Like look, look at those kind of things as we approach with the weather. If it looks like it's going to be four gross days, you might want to play over on what the final score is. Yeah. If you look at the recent winners, Andrew Shoffley, 2022 was 18 to 1. The rest, 101, 50 to 1, and 40 to 1 over at the Scottish Open. All right. We'll take our break. Second hour on the way. Mike Pritchard's going to join us to talk a little bit about the upcoming NFL. NFL season. We'll get his thoughts on the big announcement for Hard Knocks. And of course, we get into the Southeast Division in the NBA with Brad Rowland. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar, whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 